God forevermore. This is indeed the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. I bring you the word of the Lord to you wherever you are listening and the importance of God's word can't be overemphasized and before I start let's pray Father we receive your word and are built up by your word in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we run with your word we receive the ability to be doers of your word in Jesus mighty name Amen we're going to look at a very important topic in our walk with God it's it's vitality can't be downplayed now when when someone is exposed to the message of salvation or to the gospel of salvation and this individual responds to this message responds to the gospel of salvation and uh, believes in his or her heart that Jesus is indeed Lord and then makes that proclamation that Jesus is Lord and that he he resurrected from the dead the Bible says that such an individual is saved that's from Romans chapter 10 verse 9 it says if thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead that's the resurrection God raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved now after you have received the very life of God by reason of your acceptance of what he came to do and your belief in his resurrection the Bible says that you are saved now that you're saved what next or who are you what's happened to you what's happened to you and that's exactly what we're going to look at that's exactly what we're going to look at today uh, first scripture is going to be taken from the book of 2nd Corinthians chapter 5 and 17 the King James Version says that therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature all things are passed away behold all things are become new again therefore if any man be in Christ it doesn't matter who you are it doesn't matter where you've been it doesn't matter where you were born it says if any man at all be in Christ he is a new creature he is a new creature your reception of the gospel of salvation and your proclamation of of who Jesus Christ is Lord indeed and your Savior ushers you into Christ so he says therefore if any man be in Christ if you are saved you are in Christ so he's talking about you 
therefore if any man be in Christ he is a new creature he says now that you are in Christ you are a new creature a new creature old things are passed away behold all things are become new there is a nature we receive the moment we are born again that nature is that of God we receive God's very own nature when we are born again and of course in this context being saved means being born again so when you are born again you are in Christ and the Apostle Paul by the Spirit of God reveals that anyone who is in Christ is a new creature anyone who is in Christ is a new creature he says the old things have passed away and then behold all things are become new that's to say you are not who you used to be all right you are not who you used to be anymore you are not who you used to be anymore if you got born again a second ago now you are not who you used to be anymore if you got born again about a day ago or about a month ago you are not who you used to be before you got born again you are a new creature this is what God says about you and it is important that as as Christians as one as, as those who who walk in the light of God's Word it's important that we accept God's Word to be absolute truth we must accept God's word as absolute truth. If God says you are a new creature, you are a new creature. It doesn't matter how you feel. It doesn't matter what others say about you. It doesn't matter what 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 situation you are in at the moment. God said if you are in Christ, you are a new creature. You are a new creature and that settles it there is a disconnection from your old nature when you were born again that's why you are a new creature that's why you are a new creature all right the old specs are gone the old specifications are no more you are not who you used to be you are a new person accepted to be so you might not feel like you are a new person but God's saying that you are you are accepted believe it and let it be your confession that indeed I am a new creature it says all things are passed away behold all things are become new and that's very instructive he says behold all things are become new you are supposed to see that all things are become new and um, I am not I am not going to talk so much about the word behold the focus for today's teaching is for you to know that you are a new creature you are a new creature and you are not who you used to be even though you might not feel a difference you are not who you used to be the Word of God says so and we accept it and live in the light of it it's so important that you embrace this truth now if you if you're to look at the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 Bible says that for we are his workmanship he made us he says created in Christ Jesus unto good works now the amplified version says we 
were recreated in Christ Jesus. There, there is a recreation, as it were, when you are in Christ. When you are in Christ, he says you are recreated. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So we have been made brand new unto good works. Unto good works. Which God had pre um, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. So there is a predestination. We have a predestination, or we we have predestination at work in us. God ordained for us to do certain good works. He ordained that we do certain good works. But we cannot do those good works except we are in Christ. And so there was a need for him to recreate us in Christ. And our recreation happened the moment we were born again. That means that each and every one of us, every individual who is born again, qualifies to do those good works God preordained us to do or God ordained that we do. I repeat, everyone who is born again is now fully qualified to do those good, good works that God said we should we should do and this should make you glad it should it should that's to say you are not you are not like the rest of the world you are a new creature but not only are you a new creature in Christ Jesus you have you have been set apart to do good works this is an awesome revelation We've been set apart to do good works. I read it again. For we are his workmanship. He made us. He crafted us. Created in Christ Jesus. We are made of of a certain material. And the material we are made of is Christ. He says we were created what? In Christ Jesus. Created in Christ Jesus. Unto good works. So we have been fashioned onto good works. Our making suggests that we ought to do good works. We were made to do good works, which God had before ordained that we should walk in them. That we should walk in them. So henceforth, you should have this consciousness that even now that you're born again, all God expects for you from you is to do those good works he recreated you in Christ to do. Now we move on to the book of Galatians chapter 6 verse 15. Now uh, this very scripture unveils our disconnection from primordial considerations such as tribe, uh, color, complexion, wealth, and age all these things do not matter when you are in Christ Jesus Galatians 6 15 for in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything nor uncircumcision by the new creature it says what prevails and what matters when we are in Christ Jesus is that you are a new creature your those primordial considerations that I mentioned those primordial characteristics that I mentioned they do not matter anymore you cannot allow these things to limit you anymore don't allow your color to limit you don't allow your tribe to limit you in Christ Jesus they do not matter 
they don't avail anything what avails or what matters in Christ is that you are a new creature and hence a disconnection from your natural descent you are disconnected when you are in Christ you come into God's very own class when you are born again when you are born again you are not who you used to be see yourself as such remember it says behold all things have become new these things don't matter anymore they don't matter anymore you used to fail almost all the time maybe you're a student and you you're almost always failing in school it says now that you are a new creature all things are passed away you used to fall sick every now and then now that you are a new creature all things are passed away this reminds me of of how that and suffered from a chronic disease. Almost every time I was about writing examination in school, I had to fall sick. I had to fall sick. I, I almost always fell sick when it was almost time for me to write exam. But then when I caught this revelation, I found out in God's word that I am a new creature. All those things ended. It ended. Why? Because in Christ Jesus, primordial considerations do not matter we are now in Christ disconnected from tribe disconnected from color as it were disconnected from anything that is natural there is that disconnection because you are in Christ Jesus you have been awakened to the fatherhood of God you have been awakened to the spirit realm and the spirit realm is our advantage the spirit realm the realm of the spirit it is our advantage hallelujah glory to god glory to god glory to god so it doesn't matter who you were in the past it doesn't matter what you suffered in the past now that you are in christ all of those things have come to an end hallelujah they have come to an end they have come to an end they have these have come to an end we, we stand to gain gain a, a new life in Christ now that we are in Christ that there is there is that opportunity for you and I to live a life superior to the natural life John chapter 1 verse 12 to 13 says that but as many as received him as many as many as many as long as as long as you've received them this message is for you he says but as many as received him to them gave he power to become the sons of God he says we have been given the power to become sons of God as many as received him when Jesus walked yet not everybody received him but as many as received him as many as as believed on his name he says to them gave he power to become sons of God all right even to them that believe on his name now these ones who have received him and have become sons of God those who are born again he says something concerning us he says which were born not of blood nor of the will of flesh not of the will of God um, not of the will of man but of God I read the verse 13 again it says which were born not of blood which were born not of blood you see we are related to our parents we are related to our siblings by blood 
by blood and so our relationship with our parents is because of blood our relationship with our father our fathers and our mothers is because of blood they give that to us that's the natural birth so when, when we talk of, of, of blood we're talking about the natural birth he says this new creature is not born of blood nor of the will of flesh this wasn't a decision your parents made okay we're gonna give birth to you and then the baby we're gonna give birth to ought to be a new creature no this is not of the will of flesh nor of the will of man the one who is born again isn't born of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man your parents didn't decide to make you a new creature as it were they didn't decide that it was God's own decision he says which were born not of blood nor of the will of the flesh nor of the will of man but of God if you were not born of the will of man that means that man cannot dictate the quality of life you live here on earth only God your response to this truth will put you over in life forever your response to this truth will put you over in life forever says we are born of the will of God so it doesn't matter if you were a parental accident God is saying that if you are born again I had you involved or I had you a part of my plan you are a part of my plan you were made for a purpose you were made unto myself others would say that you are failure others would say you're stupid Others who say you amount to nothing. God's saying that, hey, all those things don't matter. Why? Because as a new creator, you're not born of the will of man. If you were born of the will of man, then man can dictate the quality of life you live. But since you are not born of man but of God, it is only God who can dictate the quality of life you live. And God's saying that, God's saying that you are a new creature and all things are passed away. If indeed you are a new creature and you are born of the will of God, refuse the dictates of man refuse the dictates of your flesh accept what God has said concerning you you are not born of the will of man you are not born of blood you are not born of the will of flesh not of the will of the flesh but you are born of God you are born of the will of God that's to say you are included in God's own will and you have an inheritance you have an inheritance you may say my father left me nothing when he died my mother left me nothing when he died my uncle left me nothing when he died your, your mom left you nothing when she died and your auntie left you nothing when she died it doesn't matter God saying that he has included you in his will and hence if you are a new creature you have an inheritance in him you are born of the will of God your life is planned out by God you, you may be a parental accident but you are not a divine accident you are not a divine accident you see why I said that primordial considerations do not matter the family you belong to natural family you belong to does not matter when you are in Christ yes you ought to love your family but you ought not be limited limited by your family nor by your tribe 
you are born again you are God's special child you are so special to God oh how I I'd, I wish you would believe this you are so special to God you are special to God and there's no stopping you there's no telling what will become of you if you heed heed to these these words that you are hearing if only you would live by this word there is no telling the exploits God will do through you you are a new creature in Christ Jesus you are born not of the will of 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 the flesh nor of the will of man you're also not born of blood but you are born of the will of God you are born of God you should say this with me I'm born of God wherever you are listening to me you say I am born of God I am born of God I'm not born of the will of man I'm not born of the will of the flesh I'm not born of blood I'm born of God and I walk in this consciousness every single day of my life I'm born of God I'm born of God I'm born of God God made me I'm born of God I have his very nature I am born of God hallelujah hallelujah we move on we move on we progress in first peter chapter 1 verse 23 first peter 1 23 apostle peter says being born again there we have it not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible it says the material we are made of as as those who are born again is not corruptible i repeat the material from which we are made of as those born again the material that material is not corruptible that means it does not perish imperishable being born again not of corruptible seed not of corruptible seed you see in in reproduction the man gives the seed to the woman so the seed fuses or fertilizes the egg and then the natural baby is born that seed is corruptible but then he says that the one who is born again is born of a seed which is not corruptible what seed is that let's move on not of corruptible seed but of incorruptible by the word of god he says we are born of the word of god so we have we have seen that the new creature is born of god and now we are seeing that the one who is born again who is a new creature is not born of corruptible seed but of incorruptible and is born by the word of god that means the word of god gave birth to us if you want to know who you are if you want to know your characteristics you ought to get back to the word of god because the word of god reveals your true identity I repeat the word of God reveals your true identity as one who was born again your tribe doesn't dictate your identity your family doesn't dictate your identity your age doesn't dictate your identity your tribe doesn't dictate your identity no it's the word of God that dictates who you are why because you are born of the word of God as one who is born again 
If you are born again, you are born of the word of God. Born of the word of God. And being born of the word of God means that the only atmosphere or environment which would foster our growth is the word of God. Living outside God's word is detrimental to anyone who was born again. Living inconsistent with the word of God, living outside the word of God is very dangerous. Why? Because you are born of the word. Born of the word. The very material that made the one who is born again is the word of God. And so our connection to the word is consequential. Don't get disconnected from the word of God. The fresh word of God. Just like I am teaching you now. This is the fresh word of God. This is a word from God to you. And even as you are listening right now, you are being changed by the power of the Holy Spirit. You are being changed. The word of God is that powerful to bring about changes in your life. The word of God is that powerful to cause you to to be transformed. That word, that ancient word, is that powerful it says we are born of the word of God which is incorruptible and it says this word liveth and abideth forever there's no end to the word Bible says forever O Lord thy word is settled in heaven the word is settled in heaven it is settled it is settled in heaven no addition no subtraction it is settled in heaven it is this word that you are born of this word lives and abides forever it's impossible for you to perish john 3 16 says that for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life how is it possible we cannot perish if we believe in him when we believe in him it means that we are born of his word and the word of God is imperishable so if we believe in God we will never perish we will never perish we wouldn't perish with the world we wouldn't perish with the rest of the world oh hallelujah and I I have for the past few minutes explained this wonderful reality of the one who is in Christ and and the very fact that all we had to do as revealed in Romans chapter 10 verse 9 was to believe in our heart and then proclaim boldly that Jesus is Savior and Lord Jesus and Savior and Lord but what really happened did we have anything to do with this kind of life we have now let's look at what the Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 to 9 you see Jesus paid for the price of the sins of man Jesus paid the full price for the penalty for the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life the gift of God is eternal life the word gift of God gift the word gift the word gift means that we had nothing to do with it all we had to do was to receive it and take advantage of it the wages of sin is death by reason of uh, our inherited sin we were living in death 
then Jesus came so let's read Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 to 9 Ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 to 9 it says wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world you see this world is governed by a particular system and this system is responsible for the kind of life people live in this world the defeated life life without peace joy all right these are characteristics of the life lived in the world it says in time past we walked according to the course of this world in time past not anymore in time past in time past we walked according to the course of this world and the course of this world is bound to fail no wonder it is so normal for people to fail in this world you realize that most people are poor in this world most people are failures in this world this is the course of the world the course of the world and it is actually because when man fell the world fell with it the earth was out of course was out of course its preordained course was changed was altered and so everyone in the world goes according to this altered state and altered course of this world it says I, I, I go again wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the power of the air it says we walk according to the prince of the power of the air that's the devil that's the devil the prince of the power of the air that means that the the, the devil dictated the kind of life we lived when we were in the world we were propelled by the devil into doing those things that we did those things we consider sin and bad we did because of the influence of the prince of the power of the air it says the spirit that now worketh in the children of, of disobedience you realize that the children of disobedience are not disobedient by themselves but there is a spirit that is responsible for their diso- disobedience and that's exactly what what happened to us when we were in the world or what happened to you when you were in the world you disobeyed you told lies naturally you sinned naturally because there was a spirit responsible for it there was a spirit which was at work in you it says this spirit is now at work in the children of disobedience isn't it surprising we do not teach children how to tell lies it's as though it's a part of their nature and and that is it if you're born of the will of of the flesh you have that nature the serpentine nature verse 3 among whom also we all had our conversation in times past in the lusts of the flesh fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind and were by nature the children of wrath even as others verse 4 but God who is rich in mercy oh thank you Lord Jesus but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins had quickened us together with Christ by grace ye are saved 
He says, we were dead. We were dead in sins. We had no hope whatsoever. But now we have been quickened. Glory to God. God has quickened us together with Christ. By grace ye are saved. He says, we are saved by grace. Our salvation is by grace. Our salvation is because of what Jesus did. Not because because we decided not to sin. As a matter of fact, the one who made the decision not to sin continues sinning. So we are saved by grace. We are saved by grace. We are saved by grace. That's verse 5. And had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace ye are saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Remember John 3.16 says, the one who believes in him will receive eternal life. Romans 3.23, the gift of God is eternal life. Is eternal life, the gift of God. And now in verse 8, it says, For by grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. So our salvation is God's gift to us. Our salvation is God's gift to us. Receiving eternal life is God's gift to us. Eternal life is God's gift to us. God's gift to us. But the point here now is, verse 8 he says for by grace ye are saved through faith and that not of yourselves so he's saying here that we had nothing to do with our salvation we only responded to what had done what what had been done by jesus sorry we only responded to what he did his birth his life on the earth his death his burial and especially his resurrection we only responded to it yeah, you know in Romans chapter 10 verse 9 we are told that our salvation is predicated upon our belief in the resurrection of Jesus not just in his death we must believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ because that is what ushered us into Christ the new life in Christ is as a result of the resurrection of Jesus and so we must believe in his resurrection there are those who believe Jesus died but do not believe in his resurrection in order to be born again you must believe in the resurrection of Jesus the new life is as a result of the resurrection of Jesus and not the death of Jesus it says we are saved by grace through faith we are saved by grace and through faith the salvation came to us what does it mean when we heard the gospel of salvation faith was communicated to our spirit and we responded to the very word and that is why we are saved jesus christ did all the work we heard the message of the gospel the message of the gospel of salvation we were imparted with faith we believed it and now we are saved it says and that's not of yourselves it is the gift of god not of works lest any man should boast so we ought not boast in our salvation experience oh i'm, I'm proud that i'm saved you know uh for for quite some time i haven't said no 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 we do not boast this is a gift of god 
a gift a gift suggests that you paid nothing for it however and as much as it is a gift if you do not open the package to find out what the kids the gifts about you would abuse it so take advantage of the grace that we have received so that the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ will not be in vain it ought to not be in vain take advantage of this gift the gift of eternal life the gift that God gave to us we must take advantage of it it is not of our works lest we should boast it is a gift of God it's God's gift to mankind that anyone who would accept who would believe in our Lord Jesus Christ will be saved anyone at all anyone at all our first scripture says if any man be in Christ and to be in Christ means to be born again and to be born again you must believe in the resurrection of Jesus and then make that proclamation that he is indeed Savior and Lord and this salvation is God's gift to us the question is what are you going to do with this gift what are you going to do with this gift our last scripture Romans chapter 5 verse 17 says that for if by one man's offense death reigned by one talking about Adam if by one man's offense death reigned by one much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ I read again for if by one man's offense death reigned by one and I said this one he's talking about has to do with Adam when Adam sinned and disobeyed God and he fell the whole world was in chaos the whole world was in chaos and he says death reigned death reigned we lived under the reign of death everything about us was death failure is as a result of of death sickness is as a result of the fall of man death wars anxiety worry destruction all of these are, are, are related to death he says death reigned because of one man's offense and if this is indeed true Paul is saying that then they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ so when when you receive that grace he says we are saved by grace through faith when we receive that grace and the gift of righteousness he says we reign in life this time around death has no authority over us we live above death and its corruptive influences or influence we live above death he says we reign in life by one Jesus Christ so our reception of grace and the gift of righteousness because of what Jesus did is our assurance of living the higher life in Christ it is our assurance of living the higher life in Christ don't look down on yourself Christ didn't die for you for nothing he didn't resurrect for nothing he resurrected so that you and I will be new creatures in Christ Jesus so that you and I would enjoy life to the full John to the full or in abundance John 10 10 it says I am come that ye might have life and have life to the full to have life more abundantly we must enjoy this life that Jesus Christ has brought to us there's a whole lot that this life entails 
than you can imagine and the full package has been made available to us what are you going to do with this gift what are you going to do with a gift of God that you have received what are you going to do with it and so if you are listening to this right now and you have not yet received the life of God if you are not yet born again this great life I'm talking about this gift of God I, I shared will only be your portion if you are born again only if you are born again and so if you're not born again I want you to with all sincerity and uh, believing with all your heart say this prayer after me say dear Lord Jesus I believe that you died for me I believe that you resurrected and on this very day I declare with my mouth that you are savior of my soul that you are the Lord of my life I receive eternal life into my spirit thank you Lord Jesus for I am a new man in Christ and I am born again hallelujah if you said this prayer after me congratulations you are born again glory to God and I pray for every other person who listened to this message that this life this gift of God you've received you would benefit from it you would utilize to the full the package that you have received in Christ Jesus that all eyes would see and realize that indeed you are a new creature in Christ to the glory of our Father and in the name of Jesus Amen